You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to another episode of Love of Pages, the Geek Elite Network virtual book club where a group of friends get together and torture each other with books. Literally. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's and, what then, we do. and then drink to discuss them because I don't know of a book club where you don't drink heavy amounts of alcohol. <laughs> Unless you're Steven. Yeah. Unless you're Steven. <laughs> I, I just, and heavy then amounts of just caffeine. a good sport with the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Caffeine, there you go. Some so kind this, of drug, something. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are on Naima's third pick, The Hour of the Star by Clarice Lispector. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I'm choosing to pronounce her name. Um, it's a cool and I definitely. I definitely had to look her up. Well, for starters. So <laughs> I started this book. One, I attempted to read this book early because I was going to be too. so proactive this week and not have to read it all today. Yeah. I apparently started with the preface. Oh, and spent, and spent two days attempting to get through the preface. And then I was like, wait, this doesn't even make any sense. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm not in the story yet. So then I started the story. Still didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was my experience as a person reading the audiobook also. Is there a thing that says there's a preface? Or does it just happen and then you, you realize what it is? The preface is called A Passion for, passion the, for the Void. And it's okay. by, oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The other really interesting part to me about this book is there is no chapters. Interesting. There are, there are no chapters. It is all one thing. I'm not even really sure I can call it a story, but it's one thing. <laughs> I would say it's it's one like sit down. It's like it's like if you were interviewing an author about their next book and they didn't know what the book was <laughs> yet and so yeah. they just spilling nonsense at you. That's the plot of the musical nine. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's exactly what it feels like. It's like, I got these characters in my head. Let's use them. I don't even like them. This this book to me is the author taking the advice from Edmund in this book where he says, when asked, you know, how do you write a book? Oh, just write a page a day and dump it in a locked drawer. And at the end, at, the bottom of uh, after 500 days you'll have a book that's this <laughs> she's like she's like oh okay so i just literally just like write shit down for for 77 days and then here's a book <laughs> yep Th- this yeah. is fair <laughs> it's, it's a fair assessment of the writing process <laughs> but before we really get into this although i'm gonna have a real hard time with the plot for this book but um before we get into it drinks for this week so jessica and i are drinking old fashions. Mm-hmm. Mine's made with Jameson because although this isn't out on the week, it is St. Patrick's Day week. So mm. I felt I had to make it with Jameson. <laughs> Mine is Four Roses. But uh, Naima, what are you drinking this evening? I failed to get whiskey. So I have backup wine here as I always do. <laughs> <laughs> always solid. 
Always solid. And Stephen, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so for tonight, um, the the main drink that I have for the night is UCC Matcha Latte, um, which I have mm-hmm. not had before. I, I love UCC products, though I've cooled on the coffee recently. Um, they have a milk coffee oh. that I have always loved, but I might have had too much of it. And then I have, uh, to take me through the night, um, my sipping Thai tea. So, yeah. So you're double fisting it on the caffeine this evening. Yeah, I'm, I'm dual wielding for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. So, plot of this book. Her life, her life is hard. Um, we, we follow a girl named Maccabea <laughs> whose life is hard, though she doesn't necessarily dwell on the fact that it is a hard life. She, she's been a victim yeah. of circumstance. She lived with her, with her aunt for a while. Her aunt was also a butthole, just like the world was to her. Um, through, through a lot of circumstances, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> so we get, we get a lot of backstory to Maccabea. Maccabea. Um, which is yeah. really just, let's face it, it's Maccabees. Um, and because <laughs> the author is Jewish. Um, so it's just, it's it's the Maccabees made into an individual person. Um, <laughs> I what you meant with that. <laughs> they did have a hard time, as I understand it. <laughs> like, I, I literally, I mean, that's what I got from this book was that she literally was just like, okay, take the Maccabees, make them an individual person. Here's their story. And it kind of just, you know, we get a background of Macca- Maccabea, her life sucks. We get mm-hmm. like three days, four days worth of that long of some daily occurrences, not even really like. There's no weddings. There's no funerals. There's no. <laughs> hey, there's going to there's be. No, like, watching there her. There is life. going to be. Um, it ends with her dying, getting hit by a car after seeing a fortune teller that was recommended to her by the her coworker, who's her only connection to the outside world at this point, according stole to her boyfriend, the author, <laughs> who, who stole, stole her boyfriend, who she was, who she went on like four dates with, and he bought her a cup of coffee, and that was all he was ever going to spend on her, and he was very abusive. Um, I think he was almost a serial probably, killer in the making and, and, right there, actually. <laughs> definitely a serial killer in the making. Um, yeah, and that was, I mean, that's the extent of it. That's that's the plot. That's the plot. Jessica, you had a favorite line, I think, um, the last sentence that sums up the oh, book well. Yes, the last sentence is, what is it? Don't forget. Oh wait, no. My God, I just remember that we die. But but me too. Don't forget that for now it's strawberry season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up. I literally well. went. What <laughs> did I just read? <laughs> On my lunch break. <laughs> so I think an important thing to note for anyone who does choose to put themselves through this book. This this author is renowned. She she has a bunch of other books that have been translated that are probably, hopefully, different. <laughs> I can't tell. Um, <laughs> but this was published four months before her death, so like, eh, you don't know. Maybe she never intended to put this out, and someone was like, "This is a good idea." That's always yeah. my thought. <laughs> but I think it's really important to note for anyone that dives into this book. 
Because while there is a plot, there is like a grander story. There's a there's an like I'm just there is a person that is controlling the plot <laughs> of <laughs> this book that is not the author of this book, but yes. the author of a book within this book. Yes, it's it is yeah. a writer writing as a different kind of writer, and that writer forcing themselves to write a story about characters they don't even really like. That's what it felt like to me. It was like this writer's like, I just I just gotta write this. They're in my head. I just gotta write it. <laughs> it it's yeah. interesting. It, it's one I, I actually right now this thing that I've had here since last week is actually a writer writing a character in their own mm-hmm. story. Like again with this one, yeah. This is uh, Satoshi Kon's opus. Mm. But yeah, okay. and, and then like um, what is it? Uh, Stranger than Fiction. Mm-hmm. So the, the, yeah. they get to interact with the character in this one. We we get their their musings about what they're having to do to this person, whether they want to do this to this person or not. But they don't interact with the actual character themselves. That's a really good comparison. It is stranger than fiction, but if we took Will Ferrell's character and just sucked all of the fun, <laughs> 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 yeah, there is no fun in this book of happiness and the character much like stranger than fiction at the beginning of it is oblivious to this happening. But this writer is spinning this tale of this woman that does not exist. is neither born nor can actually die, nor can he figure out if he wants to kill her and goes on for four pages until he just decides, yeah, she's dead now. And that's how he wanted to end that. And he, he did, he did do her a kindness though. Later on, he he made her the movie star that she wanted to be, because he offhandedly refers her refers to her as a movie star. Movie star, very true. And now the <laughs> title of the book makes so much sense because it all took place hmm. in the course of an hour. For which, what I yeah, do. which title? Because <laughs> let's talk about the the this book. It has like fourteen titles. Oh yeah, that's what the book starts with. <laughs> Well, it, if you're reading yeah. the book book, if you're reading yeah. the book as a whole published work, it starts with yeah. 15 minutes of, uh, of worth of reading, apparently, that it does not do a good <laughs> job of distinguishing itself from the rest of the book. <laughs> yes. So there, there is a preface that isn't labeled as a preface. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, in fact, behind the table of contents. But then when you get into the actual book, so the selected title is the hour of the star, but the first page of the book says this is, this book is titled the hour of the star. It's all my fault or the hour of the star or let her deal with it or the right to scream or as for the future or singing the blues or she doesn't know how to scream or sense of loss or whistling in the dark wind or I can't do anything, or account of the preceding facts, or cheap tearjerker, which is my personal favorite, (laughs) or discreet exit through the back door, my second favorite. (laughs) (laughs) The Hour of the Star was the original name in Spanish, but it's been translated a lot, and they took some liberty. (laughs) I, I think... Uh, th- those aren't names from other versions of the book e- either. Those are all no, no. names within this. the work. Okay. I thought we were saying something different for a second. I was like, 
That that would be nuts if people had just gone like, no, yeah, this book, The Hour of the Star. I'm gonna call it. She doesn't know how to scream. <laughs> Which is the best title for this book? Like, The Hour of the Star is very mysterious, and it gives you like this. Ah, what could this Ooh. book be? About? But I swear, if they named the book, she doesn't know how to scream. I would have picked it up faster. Yeah. It <laughs> I personally, I my favorite is still Cheap Tearjerker. Like, if you title a book Cheap Tearjerker, I'm going to pick it up because I'm like, okay, you're being brutally honest about your piece of work. And I'm here for that. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking yeah. things up here. Let's see. I honestly think if we were to take the the narrator, so I'm just going to refer to him as the writer of the narrator because it's not Clarice Lispector, but the mm-hmm. uh, in the final um, portion of the book, kind of the ending portions, we get the actual name of the narrator. If he was not introduced, is Rodrigo. So Rodrigo is our narrator and the author of Maccabea's life, to say mm-hmm. the least. But I think, yeah, he should name that book Cheap tearjerker because it's sad <laughs> she cried a lot i didn't <laughs> probably wouldn't get much money for it like the entire time i was just like if this is what the actual writing process i am not a writer i would never give myself any sort of delusion that i could write anything <laughs> but reading this i was like if this is the process writers have to go it's- through this is infuriating <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of not wrong it's not wrong and i think that's why i hated it because the beginning of it sounded like just a pretentious writer just like i'm a writer i'm gonna write how the universe is real but then not like (laughs) that's what felt like but then there were things where he was like and then she did this i don't know why she did this i don't get why i'm writing this right now like those moments actually happen like there are times when you're writing and you think you know a character and then you're like and then it, it's it's this weird moment of you write something and you know you're the one who writes it, but it's not what you plan to write. And you're like, why did that happen? <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> and it happens a lot. It's generally how you figure out plot twists and stuff. But it's just... I, I have had this other... happen before. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and then the having to take a break from characters because you're getting too into it. Like, I th- there was a moment where he's like, I'm going to take a break for three days. <laughs> and that's a back paragraph. <laughs> But I mean, that does happen too. I've gotten like so absorbed in characters where I'm like, okay, I need to leave you guys or like and go see my family for a bit. But <laughs> it, yeah, it's it, but it definitely feels very pretentious. It feels very much like I don't even want to write this. Like, and it just, I feel like the whole book was summed up in the first paragraph, and all I needed to read was the first paragraph, and that was the whole book, which is basically. What is it? Which I actually kind of liked the first paragraph. All the world began with a yes. One molecule said yes to another molecule and life was born. But before prehistory, there was the prehistory of prehistory and there was the never and there was the yes. It was ever so. I don't know why, but I do know that the universe never began. Like, that's the entire book. (laughs) The book book ends referencing that also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. Where he wrote, you're not understanding me, and I darkly hear you laughing at me. That I was like, okay, yep, yep. yep. See, to, me, to me, the sentence that sums up the author, the or the narrator's stance on this work is the "Make no mistake, I only achieve simplicity with enormous effort." Like I'm gonna make this simple for you, simpletons. 
Yes. But it's, oh. it's, it's, it's at an extensive effort to myself. Now, what this book taught me about me, actually, this book taught me a lot about me. But first and foremost, it taught me that I am not a highbrow literary consumer. <laughs> <laughs> like there is just because I I struggled reading this and I'm like, and I I know Naima is good at I, I like I know so like clearly this is me <laughs> and my inability to adequately appreciate quality literature and I'm like no, no, I, it's not quality literature. No, not it. Because this is the one I have not read. So I read <laughs> with all of you because it, it had such acclaim. And there's been many a translated book where they have gotten all this acclaim because of authors reading authors reading authors. Yeah. And they're like, well, this person said it was lovely. So, like, I can't disagree with them. And I'm not saying none of these authors are correct. They're probably all lovely. And they got something very deep and meaningful out of this book. I did not. <laughs> like I think it's the opposite because if you like if you take even the narrator's perspective he's like what I'm about to write can't be absorbed by minds that are very demanding or covert re refinement I'm like so what you're saying is if I don't understand this book I have a very refined mind thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so now that just makes me feel like this is a horoscope because you know how like yeah. they, like horoscopes are like built entirely on the concept that if you if you only give positive news like people will find some way to like associate that with themselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like this was just an extended horoscope yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I just pretty much I'm at a point with stories and like just, just any kind of narrative structure in general where I've taken so many stories in in my life with movies, books, anything, any version of storytelling that the most interesting thing that can happen in a book isn't just the story typically. It's also the device with which it's told, like, like a, a turn, a quirk or something like that. This had plenty of quirk, but I... I'm not here for it. I, it, it was, it, it's a two hour and 27 minute audiobook, and it felt like 14. Yeah. I just wish it was a different story. Like I liked the idea, which is mainly why I picked the book, which is like, I liked the idea of an author writing about like a struggling author, like someone trying to get to the point of writing a book. And yeah. what I got from this was just like for this narrator or writer for whatever reason, he put himself in the shoes of someone he couldn't relate to and then spiraled over the course of 70 pages. Because <laughs> yeah. he was talking about wearing rags and he was like, listen, I can't go out like this, but you know, I need it to be, mm -hmm. to be able to like write from her perspective, but spent the entire book ragging on a woman that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> making her he's like she's poor she's not like she's not like retarded but you know she kind of like acts like an idiot and i'm like it was it was a character bio it was a very long character bio and then i don't like her so i'm gonna kill her and never use her in a book again but i kind of like this gloria chick <laughs> i kind of like olympic olympio what was his name olympico yeah olympico <laughs> like and to me i thought that the whole like because because I did like I I had to go and be like okay when did Clarice Lispector write this <laughs> because what is this <laughs> what drugs was she taking how do I get some <laughs> <laughs> but like 
because as you pointed out, Naima, like it was done just before her death. Like to me, based on the time period, I wonder if she is relating to Maccabea. That's what I read it as. And like how she how she figures men male authors would write her story. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The whole first portion of that book where I think there was a line where she was basically just saying, well, the narrator or writer was saying, oh, well, I'm going to write this in this way, but not in a way a woman would because it would be like filled with like frillies and Mm -hmm. like feeling. That's not the way that this should be written. And it's like, okay, but there is actually, I don't know if your guys' book got it. So I got the anniversary edition of the book because I liked the cover better. (laughs) (laughs) It is a better cover. Yes, it is a much better cover. Yeah, but a whole, um, I guess, subsequent portion to this book that's, um, I'm not sure actually who wrote this here, by someone named Paolo Gorel Valente just last year, but it's titled My Mother Between Reality and Fiction. So I don't know if this is a relative of Clarice's or someone that was at least close enough to her. Uh, nope, it says in June 1968, my mother, along with other artists, this is her child. Hmm. And basically just draws all of the different connections between her and the different characters, like her and Maccabee, and why that name probably emanated from the Maccabees, and how, you know, she also lost her mother, and how she also spent time looking at water. And I'm like, so she 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 wrote a book about a person attacking her own life. <laughs> It's interesting because, I mean, in that situation, like, it, it makes more sense for why the book is what it is, I guess. Because she doesn't have to write the story of the object of the story being written inside the story she's writing. She's writing the author. She, we already know. She already knows the story of Maccabea. So yeah. that makes that make more sense. Yeah, well, and it, or at least all of the authors perceived worst qualities, which she despises about herself. Yeah. Cause like she yeah. gives Maccabee no positive qualities. Mm-hmm. So it's very much about the depression of, you know, I think all of my terrible qualities. Quality. It's not, I can't know if I can call it positive, but it's the get through life quality where it's like, you yeah. are oblivious to how bad your life actually is. And it's like airing yourself yeah. to people she lives in that lovely gray area and most of her life is fine until that fortune teller. Yeah. Well, so, and like, that is where that, that personality trait is where I really was like, Oh no, this is the Maccabees because like, that is very much like a traditional stereotypical, almost quality to Jewish individuals or in particular, you know, and Maccabees and those is the, Life sucks, but life sucks because life sucks. So you just yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to do about it. There's no reason to get upset about it. You find the humor that you can in it. Like you just keep going mm-hmm. because surviving is the m- ultimate F you. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I guess that is, yeah. I didn't think of it necessarily as a positive individual positive. quality. Right. But for her, it worked, you know, it was, it, mm-hmm. it was helpful. It was a helpful quality. There you go. The, <laughs> one of the things that I, I had started asking more as we were reading more books was asking if people would recommend this book to other people. I don't think I'm going to ask that for this one. 
No, go ahead. So (laughs) (laughs) please ask this one. We all have opinions. (laughs) I still think it depends on the person because it's like there are certain people I know who do not read books for enjoyment. They read books merely for other reasons, whether it's to get like different styles of writing or it's just to like learn more about things. There's some interesting like stylistic choices in here that could be helpful to someone. If someone was just like, I want to read you know, a Brazilian Jewish author, I would be like, well, here you go. She has like so many other choices, but you know, I've read this one and I can give you the lowdown on what it's about <laughs> before you like jump in head first. <laughs> Jessica. Um, I can't think of a person. I think I told my mom that I was like, I definitely don't hate that I read this. Like, it was definitely a good thing for me to read as a writer. I don't ever want to touch it again. (laughs) But I definitely learned. And there were aspects of it that I was like, okay. But to me, it just felt like somebody doing their character biography, rough draft, and then realizing they hated it. Like I said, they're like, I don't like this Maccabee character. Like, "Ah, I could kill her. I could not. Yeah, let's do nothing with her. (laughs) She got hit by a car. Like, that's what it felt like. Because it felt like after a while that he was starting to like the other characters more than Maccabee. Maccabea, however you say. But like, so I like, I don't, so probably another writer I would probably recommend it to just for, and then also more, that's because it's length. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Like, I did read it (laughs) on my lunch break. I claim falsity to the it's not going to hurt you seeing as I fell asleep on my desk trying to read this. So it does, in fact, cause harm. <laughs> I won't take up too much of your time unless you fall asleep. And, and for you, Elizabeth? I would not. Strictly because while I know people like who Naima is describing, they are all teachers and or professors of some kind. And I don't want them to torture their students with them. Like, I don't want to put another generation through this. (laughs) Dude, honestly, if I became an English professor in college, this would be on it. This would be on the syllabus. Be like, I just want to see what reports you guys do on this. I I, I I am personally trying to save the future English lit students (laughs) by not not recommending this book. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go become an English lit professor right now so I can do this. This is bad. But think about what could come from this. Like you could get some really deep essays from someone trying to make this make sense. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I want to see them. All, all I can picture is like that one art history assignment I had where like they give you this modern piece of art that's, you know, the I think I had the one that was just the blue because it was the new color of the blue. And they're like, what does it mean though? And I'm like, I don't know. It's blue. What do you want from me? I'm at a liberal arts college. I have to take this class. I don't want to be here. This is not. (laughs) Oh God. I'm like, don't do this to me. And like, so I am picturing English 101 and here, what does this book mean to you? I don't know. I'm Go cutting. away. It reminds me of um, reading The Metamorphosis, a short story in high school. And it's a story where the guy turns into a cockroach, right? Just so you, I can't remember who actually wrote a Kafka. I can't, can't quite remember who it was. I think that might have actually, like, I think you're right. It's yeah, like Tchaikovsky or something. 
yeah it, and but like the whole story is this guy is a salesperson and he wakes up one day as a giant cockroach that's pretty much the story and then of course like when we're discussing it in class our teacher is like but he's not really a cockroach but like two of us argued like and I argue too. I was like, no, it says he's a cockroach. It's a fake story. Therefore, he is a cockroach. Like, the You're story's like, already not real. Like, I had a whole <laughs> argument over, no, he really is a cockroach. Because in the story, it says he's a cockroach. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I always had the, I always struggled with that, with the, like, what does the author mean by this? You know, I'm going to bet most of the time the author didn't really have a meaning behind any of this. They yeah. just thought it sounded interesting. Like, they are not. <laughs> I was like, there was no meaning behind this. When I don't care what anyone tries. I read a bunch of reviews where they were like, yes, it's a wonderful, like, uh, sort of introspective look into, like, you know, like your inner self and how that reflects in your right. And I'm like, no, no person who couldn't make up their mind. That is what this was. He started <laughs> with a character and he was like, I got to write this really deep character about this person that would otherwise resonate with people. Like she's got like tapered past, like, you know, she's nothing special, but you know, she could go on to do things. We don't know yet. Let's see where it goes. And like Jess said, it's like, I think he started to like his other characters better. He invented these other villains and these like more personable and like eccentric characters. And his just main character was just now actually plain. Like his whole purpose <laughs> saying that she was plain and uninteresting. And then by the end of it, he's like, no, no, she's legit plain and uninteresting. Mm -hmm. And so I hit her car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like for this yeah. one like one of my biggest issues in any kind of academic class of any sort they always try to do the thing that you guys are all bringing up where they say like this is the meaning of this the 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 red scarf in this scene had this significance and it was a metaphor one mm -hmm. of the most freeing moments that ever happened to me was actually in art school uh, everyone had to do these. Um, they, they were doing like I forget what the actual assignment was. I, I, it was a sculpting class, but I guess we were doing figure drawing for it um, because of who the teacher was. But we were all doing these figure drawing pieces, these studies, and I did something that was clearly not any kind of deep, had no meaning or anything like that. And everyone went up and no matter what thing that they had, they all tried to say there was some big meaning to it. And I took mine up and I put mine up there. Uh, and the teacher was like, like he, he, it was fine. It was technically proficient and everything. And he goes, is there any deep meaning for this for you? And I was like, oh, do I need to have a meaning in my mind? I was like, Oh crap. Like what, what am I? Oh no. And then he like, Earl just said, not everything has to have a meaning to the whole class, knowing that I didn't have a meaning for this. And I was so happy <laughs> because not everything has to have a meaning. Sometimes it's just because it's what's there. It's a bowl. Oh what is it? A bowl of fruit. Yeah. It's just a bowl of fruit. I had, I, I had to do, I did creative writing as an elective in college and it got to poetry, of course, which... I don't do poetry. I don't do thick metaphor or anything. And so, but you had to do so many poems. So one day I got like sick and like, like stomach sick. So I wrote this thing about, it felt like aliens were in my stomach because I didn't want to be sick, but I was. And, and then it was like a blind react to it. And everybody was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, she's this. Oh, Jeez. she's that. Or what? And I was like, no, I legit was just throwing up. That was all. <laughs> I just so had the stomach flu. I was flu. just sick. 
my brain never <laughs> pregnant. I, I needed like, to write a poem. I, I only went. I only went to pregnant in my mind because <clears throat> that's what everyone takes away from Alien, like with the xenomorph yeah. and everything. And so when you said aliens yeah. in my stomach, I was like, oh no, they're gonna okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, no, like they don't have to. No, I don't have like an alien about pop. No, like <laughs> alien. <laughs> I had this. I had the same experience as you, Stephen. When dealing with Charles Dickens in my history class ver- in college versus in my English class in high school. In the English class, they're talking about how all of these descriptions on pages on pages on pages of description of the scenery is, you know, has this deep meaning because of the connections and whatever. And I get to history class and they go, no, he got paid by the word. Yep. Yeah, like yep. he was literally yep. just tacking on pay, like dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay, that is it. So I was not wrong when I said there is no meaning to this and it's stupid. No, yeah, yeah there's generally no meaning to this. Yeah, sometimes gilding the lily is just adding gold for value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I dabbled in poetry when I was younger mm-hmm. or some odd reason but <laughs> i decided i was going to be a poet and there was poetry.com existed which was this thing where you could just basically give your rights to your writing away to yep. an anonymous source <laughs> yep i remember that so basically that's what i did for a couple of years and then they put out this thing where it's like would you like to have your book your poem published and i was like i would love that me as like an eight-year-old like oh my god <laughs> they're gonna publish my eight-year-old poem Okay, so this poem was called Colors of the Wind. Like, I had just watched Pocahontas <laughs> immediately before this. And it is now in a published book, which I will not tell you the name of. And no, you cannot Google because it is not on there anymore. I have seen it. <laughs> it is real. <gasps> it is, is real. it real? Mm-hmm. It's so, Stephen in a clandestine get us a copy and i don't think that the, i don't think there's going to be multiple copies out there in that kind of way picture um i'll, I'll try <laughs> to find it for you guys but it, it's this like poem that's like just me listing off colors at a certain point like there's like a couple <laughs> other lines but then i'm like red blue yellow like i was eight so <laughs> they had me write this little bio about what the poem's about in myself and i'm like this poem is for my dad and my mom and all these other people. And I remember like a couple years later going back to the poetry.com website because people could leave comments about your poems and what they thought it was about. Oh. And there were all of these like real deep, <laughs> like, oh my God, she's probably talking about this. And obviously this is like her emotional state at different times. And I was like, I listed colors. That <laughs> <laughs> no deeper I was eight years old. I was eight years old and listing colors because I thought I was gonna be a poet. Right. I felt so accomplished, and then all of my poems after that were dark. So, yeah, yeah. Fame changed you. <laughs> Fame changed you like it changed Clarice Lispector. Yeah, it did. So one thing I did, I did actually want to bring up earlier. We were talking about this book and how it's it's maybe an she's maybe an author's author to be generous with it um like i feel like the cover of the book that naima has speaks to why this book is so popular it's just the author's face on the book mm. it's just it's, it's an attractive it's, cover she, like she like <laughs> it's it's a 
she's a popular writer because she was a popular writer. I feel yeah. oh, there's, yeah, there's interesting fair. mechanisms on display here, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm reading it as like in a time where this book has already existed. So other people have played with the exact same kinds of things. So it doesn't hit me the same. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't go listen to let to like Led Zeppelin or someone like that and think, Oh no, yeah, this is real inventive. Even though they were changing things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I think to your point, Stephen, that the preface in, so in the preface, there's, one of the sentences is the idea of the specter as fleeting, oddly unreliable, complicated, someone who could vanish as Bishop would have it is essential to her work and reputation. Mm-hmm. Like that is literally what she's known for. Also, yep. I don't know if this is in your guys's copy and I don't know if this is like her writing method for things, but my book contains these scratch sheets, which I think are, so it is literally what Edmund said to do. Yeah, write hundred pages, down, put it in the desk. <laughs> yep, and at the like, end you'll have a book. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> it's that easy, and also I that also hard. <laughs> I also personally appreciate that this is, I think, the first episode where the majority of our, dis- of our discussion has not actually been about what's in this book. <laughs> I think we've talked a lot about what's in this book, which is I mean, the, very little. The plot <laughs> of it, it's a 70-page book, and the plot of it can be summed up in a paragraph. So, like, yeah. I think we I'm did. Not, I, I am not saying we are wrong, but I, I think that goes to the point of what this book is about. It's not about what's in these pages. Mm-hmm. It's the journey. Because that's not what matters. It's the journey. Yeah. It's the very painful journey. <laughs> it's the podcast that you do with your friends afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what matters. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, I don't know. Th- yeah. th- thank you guys for joining me on uh, this journey here today. <laughs> <laughs> so, any last thoughts on the hour of the star or a cheap tearjerker <laughs> my favorite title well let's see here so i have a lot of tabs none of them are even of any use in here because they don't mean anything i tab them because i'm like what why <laughs> but I'll, the one thing that i do want to know and like very short just everyone's thoughts on like conversation between olympico and Maccabea. There's just like these two pages where she's just like, he's like, you're stupid. And she's just like, yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I'm like, oh my God. If this was like a movie like that, I thought that in my brain, that was the most hilarious part of this book. (laughs) Two idiots going back and forth. And she was like, do you know what? I forgot what specifically she asked about. And he was like, yeah, doctors use it. And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> this, this, this did get made into a movie, by the way. It did. It what? Did. Yeah. What? <laughs> that seems what? painful. Yep. <laughs> like, the movie like, only be like movie, forty-five right? minutes. <laughs> I, I imagine. No, it I think it's. I, I haven't looked up how long the movie is, but I kind of imagine it being. Did, did any of your guys's? teachers ever show you the the short film the red balloon by any chance 
Yes. Yeah. No, I, I imagine I being... And Naima, <laughs> real quick, Stephen, because I have it. Naima, the term was per capita income. Per capita That's what income. doctors use. And he said <laughs> doctors, doctors use. Oh, God. <laughs> Because I also like, I also had that mark. Yeah. She's like, I heard it on the radio. I want to know more about these things because she's just like, she's so sweetly just like, I'm oblivious, but here's this man who for some reason I'm giving any credit as to knowing anything. <laughs> well, and because like, he claims to know everything. He literally said, I don't know to so many things, and was just like, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. And also, my name is Olympico de Jesus something something Chavez. And I'm like, you made up half your name. <laughs> <laughs> but Steven, so the red balloon. Yeah, no, it, I just imagine it being exactly as art housey as that. Where it'd be like long held shots on things. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> that movie... I mean, like, I feel like I have to watch this, but I so don't want to watch this. So it's made in 1985, it. and it is 96 minutes. It is a Brazilian movie, guys, so it's probably in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> so that might that's a small hindrance to be able to Subtitles. Yeah, yeah, we have the internet. If there are subtitles. I mean, it's a movie from 1985. They might not have been just like, I don't care. But I think, I think the picture of her or who they chose to be her kind of like to me makes sense so it's just yeah. you yeah. know unsuspecting <sighs> regular chick <laughs> yeah Com- completely somebody you would ignore on the street yeah i don't yeah ignore i on ignore the street. nobody on the street this is just a, a warning. You should that not respect people crossing streets, nor drive your Mercedes into people. <laughs> <laughs> you might not notice them, but these are things I need people to know. Legal disclaimer. Please be aware and observant of all pedestrians while driving your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, no, that does sound... Sounds a little painful. And Stephen, of course, you you see everybody on the street. You're Stephen. You're, <laughs> you're your own special you. Um. <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone's good. He really does. <laughs> now that's how you get kidnapped. <laughs> 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 three existing women are like, no. no. This is fair. This is fair. <laughs> It wouldn't work like that because it, that's normally what happens when you like, oh, you break off a stranger or something. Steven walks directly toward them with like the intent. <laughs> He's like, I am going to give this person something. And if anything, they should be more alarmed. <laughs> God, what the hell? <laughs> like, so, Steven, so, ah. so Steven's that person that those of us females in the room are like, why are you walking towards me? Walking like, towards I don't know. Me. Like, <laughs> like, leave, me, leave me alone. This, this has literally happened to me. Put my hand conspicuously in my purse. For the I, I, was trying, I was trying to tell a person that like, there was something like ahead of where they were going, and so they couldn't go that way. And I went closer. Like I stepped from where I was because I'm like, like leaning against a wall on my phone. And I stepped forward. I was like, oh, you can't go that way. And she was like, whoop, and walked past me like I was going to try to ask for <laughs> no. her number inappropriately. I, like, dude, I'm trying to help you. He would have said, there's toilet paper on your shoe. Or, oh, you can go that way. Or there's, like, another line. And they would have just been like, what are you doing? And he's like, 
just trying to help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I choose not to help people. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no. Oh, it's, 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 it's a very sad thing, but it, it's very true because somebody would do that and would actually hurt the person that they're trying to help. So don't take it offensively, Stephen. It's oh, no, it's okay. We've been I understand. Taught to protect ourselves. Yeah. No, no. I, I, like I, I was in no way, shape, or form hurt. Like I, I was like, I'm sorry for the things that have happened to you that got you to the point where you need to watch out for this. I just want to say a disclaimer. Most of the time, it seems to work very well in his favor because I got tulips as a result of that man's kindness. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's true. He just he offered a guy half of a grilled cheese sandwich, and all of a sudden, the guy circles back, and it's like, yeah, my sister owns this tulip store, so here you oh. go. And like, oh. <laughs> yes. I love tulips. I love tulips too. It worked out perfectly. So now just keep with your kindness. I just keep getting flowers. <laughs> <I> go, oh. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to segue on over. Stephen, you are selecting our next book. Yeah. What are we reading? So I, I have the blessing and the curse of choosing the next book. I get to choose mm-hmm. a book. Uh, I I have been mulling over what book to select for everybody. I had all these different ideas. I was going to break the format. So many different things. At the end of the day, the only thing that I decided was necessary was for it to be upbeat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. We so, appreciate it with all our hearts. <laughs> so the one that I ended up going with, um, it was it was one that I've been eyeing since it came out. I don't believe it came out that long ago. It's still only available in hardback, I think. Um, yeah. but it's, it's a big author. Um, so the one that we're doing is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. She, yes. she does all those books that have like the nice limited color palette covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But this is the cover of that. If my phone focuses on my phone picture of it, this is Jess's copy that's on the way to her in the mail right now. Thank you. So um, like, I don't know. I, I hope this is a good one. I hope it's fun. We'll find out together. <laughs> I'm sure I, it'll be awesome. Oh, yeah. About- book i have had a few people on the bookstagram world say mm-hmm. great things about this book so i'm excited yeah but book talk was all over it a few months ago i remember every it was every other recommendation on talk <laughs> so i'm excited awesome. to read it fantastic so any other last minute thoughts mm-hmm. if, if you're a person who likes to read things and you happen to also be of the comic booky persuasion um, you should go over and check out some of the stuff from the people at uh, We Have Issues, the We Have Issues podcast. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you can find them yeah. at like Whip Oddcast, <laughs> WHI podcast. Um, like th- they are people who are now going to be podcasting with us. At the time that this finally comes Yay. out, um, they should have already been doing that with us for a little bit. They're going to be starting a comic book club, so that'll be fun. Joining the Geek Elite Media Network, so mm-hmm. very exciting. Always good to expand. All right. So for the roundup, Naima, where can people find you at to discuss lovely translated books? I am on Instagram and as Ima Janan and also other pages, other places. Fantastic. And Jessica, where can people find you in terms of recommendations for new age books or new adult books? Yeah. If you you want any recommendation for new adult books. Um, go ahead and tweet me as at JM Bailey writes. And Stephen, where can people find you for science fiction novels? You can find me on all social media as some version of Peppermint Gentleman on Twitter. That's Peppermint Gent for short. 
Fantastic. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this on whatever podcatcher you use. And if you've got a couple extra dollars, feel free to jump on over to our Patreon page and help support us so we can keep growing our Geek Elite Media network and bringing you awesome podcasts like this one. Until next time, this is the love of pages reminding you to always keep turning those pages and always remember to geek out. Geek out. Geek out. I was so early. This concludes our broadcast.